Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly. And I'm Julia. Here to talk about all things Bachelor. All right. It is me. It's Holly. I'm here solo, all by myself. Julia hasn't finished the episode yet, so I'm going to explain it for everybody because you know what? It was really, really boring. I've never been so bored watching a finale in my entire life. I can't believe they made it six hours. (laughs) It was three hours. It felt like six hours. I don't know why I seem to say six hours. That's not how long it was, but three hours. And it was too long. Two hours too many, if you ask me. We are somehow still at the prom which feels like a hundred years ago. I Noah and Abigail are breaking up and it's confusing. And now it's pretty clear to me that they were just told to break up for drama because they weren't willing to get engaged. I don't know if Abigail was in on this, but I'm certain that Noah was based on how confusing and weird it was. Also, The reason he gave her was you're not my person. He couldn't have been closing the door more on this situation. Like, we resumed the episode and she comes out of the bathroom crying, like, wiping her tears. And he wraps his arm around her and she shoves it off because, like, what the fuck? And now they're still together. They're back together. Happier than ever. Despite... Certain rumors floating around that she may or may not have hooked up with Dale while he and Claire may or may not have been on a break. Hazy, depending on the timeline. Drama. But he made a little video about there's a lot going on and she was giggling in the background. So she doesn't seem too phased, which makes me think it's actually nothing or nothing to do with her. Because if Claire tags you in an Instagram post about a breakup and you slept with her man, you're shitting your pants. You don't fuck with Claire. She's scary. I love you, Claire, but I'm scared. (laughs) If that was my name tagged, no thank you. No thank you. Um, but they're together. I hope they're happy, I guess. I don't know. I was never really saw what they had together. It was always a little weird, but maybe that's just the show. Becca Kufrin was on Caitlin Bristow's podcast giving a lot of background information. And she said that they had cameras on them at all times. Like, she thought they were going to get so much airtime and we didn't see any of it. So I guess it was boring. I guess if they weren't going to get engaged, they didn't care, which is just weird because the show in season one didn't even feel like engagement was on the table. It felt like a shock. Like Marcus was just so obsessed with Lacey that he was like, yeah, I want to get married. I'm so in love. And then they did fake get married on the beach in Mexico the next year, but never filed the paperwork. So they never actually got legally married. And people never talk about it. No one talks about season one or two like they existed. People keep talking about the original like DM like and hookup scandal, like time of Instagram becoming a thing being recent. But Joe Bailey and Samantha came in with a plan to meet in paradise and stick it out in season two. 
Come on, people. The show didn't start in season three with Carly and Evan. It just didn't. It was a good season, but that's not. Know your roots. The show's only gotten worse. Season one was so good. Everyone go watch season one. Claire, prime Claire. Where are the animals? No one's talking to animals anymore. It's a crime. Anyway, um, prom, Joe decides that it's his duty to inform. All right, guys, just want to let you all know, I think uh, Noah and Abigail broke up and have left paradise. Don't know how he knows. I guess the producers let him know that he should announce it to the rest of the cast. But everyone's shocked and now questioning their relationship because they were just voted most likely to leave together. Yeah, because producers knew they were breaking up. Duh. Ugh. So this season has felt more produced than ever. I can feel production's heavy hand and it feels more than just nudges. I feel like they're making them lie and act and they're not good actors. So you can tell when it's like the producers fucking with them and screwing them over and them playing in with the producers because they're not that good at it. And it's just the whole thing's so transparent. Um... Oh, everyone's wearing really ugly bows. The same ugly bow for the 80s hair. I'm like, mm, stop it. But Mari was wearing a dress that reminded me of Maria's in West Side Story, but 80s. With the red sash and the, the white dress with the red sash. Very pretty. I liked it. Then Wells comes out the next day with his bright pink shirt to let them know that there's no cocktail party. Y'all should have had all your serious conversations at prom, as everybody does. Name one person. Please, if you had a serious conversation at your prom, let me know. But I certainly did not. (laughs) I don't know anyone who's had a real serious talk at prom. And these folks certainly didn't have a serious talk at prom because they were all drunk. Except for, you know, the breakup. Um, so yeah, basically, Wells says it's time to figure your shit out, and we say bye to Chelsea and Natasha which everyone knew. The real shock is that all the guys stayed. But the next day, Caitlin, sorry about my phone's always on silent. Weird. Caitlin and Dean, my least favorite couple in Bachelor history, come to tell them that paradise is over and it's time to get serious. If you're not going to get engaged, you can't go to fantasy suites. You'll be a bad person. That's how it works. Um, Interesting choice of couple to host this final episode. A couple that didn't leave Paradise together, um, didn't, or I guess he came and got her, whatever, but they didn't make it to the end. They didn't get engaged, and he refuses to get engaged. He says, who's ready? Are we ready to get engaged? And she says, yes. Or do you want to get engaged? And she says, yes, and looks at him so seriously, like, and excitedly. And she's not a good actor, as we saw from every other moment. That's the most genuine moment I saw on her face the entire episode, was her saying, yes. And okay, so Dean has said that the show was really trying hard to get him to propose. So I think she thought it was actually a possibility, which she should know by now. Dean doesn't want to get married or engaged, and certainly not on Bachelor. So even for the free ring. Also, I don't, yeah, no. She's just conformed her entire personality to fit his. Clearly, they don't want the same things. She's just 
going with whatever the fuck he wants. And she needs a man to adopt a personality because she has none on her own. So those robots are the ones here today to let them know that paradise is over and it's time to get serious. So Mari and Kenny decide to stay. Not really shocked. The fantasy suite isn't really that different from the Boom Boom Room. So in fact, it's not different at all, except maybe no hidden camera, no night cam. I don't think so they can get real freaky. Sure. I don't think they ever cared. Becca. Oh, Becca needs more humanity and realness from Thomas. And poor Becca is recapping Bachelorette as she is filming Bachelor in Paradise. So she's got a lot of um, information thrown at her that's probably confusing. She's hearing all the guys gang up on him and say he's about like a sh- fake person on the season and then trying to weigh her own judgments. But she did say that they had real talks and they talked about their religion, political beliefs, <clears throat> debt, political beliefs, who you voted for. She's learning. I'm proud of her. They have a really devastating breakup. Apparently it lasted like an hour and a half and they leave separately because Becca does not want to be proposed to again on national television and have to have a public breakup potentially again. So fair enough. She's like, I can't do that. And the show is like, yeah, you got to get engaged or get out. So they get out and get back together the next day. Happy for them. Really annoyed by the show thinking that the proposals are all that fucking matters. So many couples used to just, it, there's a final rose. It's a rose ceremony. It's not engagement ceremony. It's supposed to be a rose ceremony with maybe a proposal, usually just one. And then season three, they got three and they're like, now it, we're failures if we don't get proposals. And then they had the season where things didn't go, you know, got derailed and they couldn't get a proposal out of it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, let's go to McKenna and Ed, where Ed is the worst type of guy to break up with ever. He's the kind that pleases Case and forces her to straight up be like, don't call me. Don't. I don't want to see where things are. I don't want that. I'm trying to break up with you cordially, but you're making me be so definitive with you and it's really annoying and it showed the negative side of the pushiness where he seemed like oh maybe a little charming last week she needed this he's just like you know his he pleaded pled his case and it made sense and he was you know kind of seemed like he was doing a nice thing for her and then he just glommed onto her and wouldn't fucking let her go poor mckenna (laughs) poor mckenna also poor anna She liked James, and I really thought it was kind of shitty. I felt like they should have been able to just say, hey, yeah, maybe we can see where it goes. They don't need to make any sort of plans or commitment, but I don't see why they had to close the door right there, except so that James could go run off into the sunset with Aaron, and they could have their little clip that they could use on YouTube to queer bait people who don't watch the show and think it might actually be a real thing that happened. Yeah, I saw those clips popping up on YouTube and it made me feel very icky. 
very uh, Clint and JJ from Caitlin's season. Um, I did like how Tia handled the whole situation, just laughed in Aaron's a face and said, I hate you, because she was just waiting for him to show up so they could break up anyway. She, knew, she had no expectations at that point. Um, they make her drag her own suitcase through the sand. She's playing along. She gets the joke. Whatever. It's nice. I've liked Tia and Becca more this season. Becca seems a lot more relaxed than ever, and Tia just was kind of, yeah, also more relaxed. They both kind of seemed like no pressure on themselves, which I think boded well. Riley and Marissa. So Riley tricks her and keeps doing it. She's very gullible. And I think that plays on her insecurity of like having guys who didn't want to commit to her in the past. Like it sounds like she's had a lot of situationships where they didn't want to take her out on real dates. I don't know if like she's been a side piece before or if it's just guys who are shitty and won't commit. But either way, I think she's very insecure without the ring because she's just never had a guy who would commit without that in the past. But I wish she didn't hold such stock in something like that. You know, I wish it was enough. I feel like he gave her enough validation just with his words. He talked about his, oh, that's later, but the Sunday morning thing um, before the fantasy suite date and how he envisioned his life with her. But yeah, it's fair. You haven't met my family yet. So there are hesitations. But, you know, I think it's clear by how easily she kept falling for the same bit of him not wanting to keep things going that it yeah it felt a little too real in an opposite way of Serena who you couldn't Joe couldn't even feign having a serious conversation that could like she just laughed in his face but then she'll also be like oh my god Really? You thought that? When he says things like, oh, I've been into you for so long. I'm like, you've known this the whole time. You've, you're so confident. You've never had a doubt. The only time you cried was for Abigail and Noah and their breakup. Like, yeah, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's annoying to me. I just feel like she has been playing the game so well, she knows that she's not going to get into drama. She's not going to get mad at Kendall because that's not going to be a good look for anybody. She knows that if she just attaches herself into a perfect happy couple, especially with bachelor royalty like Joe, she can get her millions of followers and not recreate her bestie Piper's situation. They're moving to New York now, or at least talking about it. They're off to live their little influencer paradise royalty life. I think I've noticed a change in Joe, and I noticed it before the season started airing in his recaps of The Bachelorette, and I just, I wasn't really feeling it. I noticed he started talking like he was a lot smarter than everybody else, like he was there for more right reasons he knew like it's a superiority thing and a arrogance that reminds me of Nick Viall and it reminds me of Serena 
And so I feel like it's a little bit of that rubbing off on him. And I don't like them. I don't like who he is as much with her, genuinely. And I noticed it before I knew they were together and saw them together. I noticed him acting, sounding different. And I thought, and maybe it isn't her. Maybe it's just the fact that he has all this status now with his Bachelor podcast and whatnot. He just broke one million followers. I don't know, but I don't care about them at all. And so I'm pretty much going to not talk about them, except for when I have to for the proposal bit. But yeah, so we're left with our final three couples, and they're all the couples that we know are going to get engaged no matter what, because if you weren't going to get engaged, you shouldn't go to fantasy suites. You're a bad person if you do that. How dare you? So we have Serena, Joe, we have Mari and Kenny, and we have Marissa and Riley. And yes, Kenny is worried about his age. Mari is like, yeah, I'm 25, you're 40, but I feel like we're on the same page anyway. And they seem more solid than ever before. I don't know. There seemed to have been a very big change between the last couple episodes and this one. I have finally see their connection and could see them working for a bit. Very cute. Um, Marissa and Riley, yeah, they have that conversation about her, her wanting to get engaged and him picturing Sunday morning. Um... They are ready for the fantasy suites, but no toes. No toes. <laughs> That's just all that I wrote in my notes. No toes. <sighs> Thank God. That's just... <laughs> then we get to proposals where Dean and Kaylin, robots are back to usher everybody into their proposals. They don't know these people. It's so weird. Where's Wells? Wells should have been doing this. Um... First up is Mari in a beautiful white floral dress. I wasn't expecting it, but I really loved it on her. Kenny said he asked Mari to marry him. We'll forgive him for that one. Marissa, blue pantsuit. Beautiful. Pear-shaped diamond ring for Marissa. Sorry, I skipped the oval shape, which is a little overdone at this point, especially with the halo, oval shape with a halo was for Mari, but, you know, much better than my least favorite of the night and of all time, in fact. This is my case. This is my cry to all men shopping for engagement rings. Please stop picking cushion-cut diamonds with a halo. I hate them. Do it for me, please. I think they're boring. I think they're basic. And I think they're non-committal. Are you a circle or are you a square? Make up your fucking mind. Don't be a rounded corner square. Like what? You little bitch square? No. Have edges. Have like, you know, a sharp. Be cool. Be fucking cool. Be edgy. Don't be lame or be perfectly round and mm, hate it. Hate cushion cut diamonds. Stop making them. Jewelers, jewel, diamond cutters, stop it. Stop cutting them that way. Stop it. It should be a crime. Their value goes down so astronomically in my mind, which is the only one that matters, obviously, because I'm the only one talking. It's just me alone on my podcast. This is why I need Julia to stop me from talking about how much I hate cushion cut diamonds. But it is kind of fitting that Serena got the diamonds that I hate, the basic ass cut. I'm like, yeah, it's people like it. A lot of people do. 
I just don't. And that's kind of like Serena. I just don't. How could I forget? Poor Kendall. Pretty sure she was being held at gunpoint, that there was a sniper aimed at her, that her twin sister was kidnapped by Bachelor producers, forcing her to do that. And Joe could tell. He tried to be very reassuring. He wanted to let her know that he knew she didn't want to be doing this. And I'll give Joe that. Joe's sometimes nice. He's often nice. I like a lot of things Joe does. And Joe goes to gather his composure. He has to walk off set, maybe yell at a producer or two. But he comes back, proposes to Serena with the cushion-cut diamond that I hate so very, very much. And that's the season. We see a montage of people. Natasha has over 400,000 followers on Instagram. Thomas is back with Becca, as we talked about. Abigail and Noah. Fun things. Then we're on to Michelle's season, which is in less than two weeks. I was not prepared for this. Were you? It's so soon. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, Serena was in a silvery dress, by the way. I mentioned everyone else's outfits. She looked fine. She looked good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> Can't be happy for anybody. And on that note, that was our paradise. Our really boring episode, which can be recapped in under half an hour if you don't talk about too much things that are off topic. I even did go off topic a few times, and it's still less than half an hour. So that's where we're at. Go like our podcast, subscribe, rate us five stars, follow me on Instagram at Holly Staten, follow Julia, Julia Norton 97, I think. If I'm wrong, sorry to whoever has that handle. Or you're welcome. Because I'm sure you're going to get millions of followers based on my plug. Because I am so very, very popular. And everyone knows that. And on that note, that's paradise. I'm over it. I'm done. See y'all in Bachelorette land. (laughs) 